Check one two, check one two, check 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 one two, check one two. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode three thirty seven here on the Motorcycle Man Podcast. And I am Ted, your host, here in the V Twin Cafe in the corner booth, as always. And joining me today here in the V Twin Cafe is Dana Diarcy. Dana just set a record on her Harley Davidson motorcycle and she's here today to tell us all about it and what she had to do. But first, the Motorcycle Men podcast is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. Now they're offering high quality, innovative helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. So to learn more, get on over to scorpionusa.com. And wild ass seats. Now you can improve your comfort and ability to stay in the saddle longer with a cushion from Wild Ass Seats. So if you're tired of those painful pressure points and fatigue, go to wild-ass.com and get your cushion today. I used my Wild Ass cushion on my ride down to the Keys, 850 miles in one day. Oh my God, my ass felt great. So you gotta get yourself one of these. And don't forget to tell the real Craig Johnson over there that the Motorcycle Men podcast sent you on over. And of course, the tobacco motorwear people, oh my God, for the best in casual riding gear for men and women. There's only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear. Now visit them at TobaccoMotorwear.com, and our listeners will get 10% off your order when you use that code MOTOMEN. Now your safety is worth it, so get on over there and get yourself a pair of riding jeans from Tobacco Motorwear. I have a pair. Everybody on the podcast has a pair. We also have the California riding shirt, excellent stuff get over there get in dave's pants he likes it when you get in his pants it's a beautiful thing and time now for that interview with dave and here we are having a long chat with i'm going to screw up your last name but we're going to dana darcy correct drcy okay very good and we're, and you're and you're right now where are you located I'm in um, Sunrise, Florida. Oh, you're in Florida. Oh, so you got nice good weather down there right now, huh? Yes. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Anyway, Dana is here. She's going to tell us her story, and we're going we're gonna to have some fun. So, Dana, for those who don't know who you are, why don't you tell everybody about who you are and your motorcycle stuff and what you did? Okay. Um, my name's Dana D'Arcy. I um, had a motorcycle when I was in high school. Um, oh, you did, the, huh? Yeah, back in the 80s. And I said, uh, when my dad sold it, as a matter of fact, my dad bought the motorcycle for me. He oh. gave me, he bought me a moped. That was my mode of transportation. Mm -hmm. And I had it for probably like six months. And he said, I think you'll be safer on a motorcycle because you need some speed to get out of the way. So Makes I was sense. like, yeah. Okay. Well, I do tell people I would have never um, gotten my 16-year-old daughter a moped or a motorcycle. So I just thought that was, like, crazy <laughs> that my dad, like, actually did That's that. That's a cool dad right there. <laughs> and, um, well, he had a motorcycle. He had a um, 750 Honda. Right. Um, and he used to, 
you know, let me ride on it with him. And he picked me up from school once, which, I, you know, made me like the cool kid. That's right. It makes you one of the cool kids. Yeah. And um, so he gets me a Yamaha 200. And I rode that until I graduated from high school. And I was going into the Army. And he sells it. But when it was, when the new owner was driving away in their car, pulling the motorcycle, I'm like, I'm going to get another motorcycle one day. No, oh, there you go. I didn't know when. Yeah. Right. Um, but I knew that I would get another motorcycle. And you did. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward, that's I was seventeen and a half and I went into the army. And then um I didn't get that was eighty-four. And for some reason I decided when I turned fifty, I'm gonna get another motorcycle. So when I was forty seven, I said, Well shit, if I'm I mean Darn, if I'm going to get another motorcycle when I'm 50, <laughs> I need to start practicing. Like, well, yeah. I really, I need to get my endorsement. Like, I need to do something. Yeah. So I get my endorsement and I rented a motorcycle for two years on and off, or wow. I would borrow um, a guy I worked with his motorcycle. Yeah. He never rode it anywhere. Um, and uh, he used to tell me, Dana, anytime you want to borrow my bike. And, um, so I would ride, it was a uh, fat boy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And so I rode with my two, my two friends, Debbie and Lori. And, um, yeah, for two years. And finally it, it was September of 16 and in November I was turning 50. So I'm like, I'm ready. I'm going to get a bike. Come on. And I've been dragging them for two years to different dealerships. Right. And, and finally, I um, purchased a, a Heritage soft tail. And Yay. yeah. And it was, and you know what? I wanted to pay cash. Yeah. So it was a bike that I could afford. And um, so I got that Heritage. And actually, it was a good starting bike. Mm-hmm. Even though somebody said to me, don't buy a bike that you grow out of by a bike that you can grow into. Yeah, it makes sense. But a heritage is not necessarily a bike you're ever going to grow out of. Well, you know what? After having that for two years, yeah. I really felt I was very, very comfortable. With yeah. That bike. Yeah. Yeah. But I always wanted a road glide for some reason when I, um, oh, when I first got my endorsement, mm-hmm. I go to the dealership, my dealership, it's only like a mile from my house. And um, I go in, I had a day off and I said, they're like, yes. And I go, I'd like to rent a bike. And they go, oh, and he starts looking in the the appointment, you know, the calendar. When would you like to rent one? And I said, today. And he goes, oh, that's not how it works. So I thought you just go and rent. Yeah. Like a- and he goes, yeah. no, he says like, if you know, if you wanted to rent it this Saturday, we'd have the bike ready. And then, you know, I, I go, okay. And um, I said, and he goes, well, what would you like to rent? And I said, a road glide. He goes, do you have your endorsement? I said, yeah, I got it last week. The the um, manager, yeah, is it the manager of the whole dealership? He overhears this whole conversation from his office, and and he's like, excuse me, excuse me. He comes out of his office. <laughs> and he goes, when when did you get your endorsement? I said last week. He goes. What do you want to rent a road glide? And I go, yes. And he goes, absolutely not. He what? Yep. Yeah. And he tells Dave, he says, um, hook her up with 
something to, like, and he's pointing to the other motorcycles. So he's having me look at a heritage, a fat boy. He refused to let Dave um, rent me a road glide. And honestly, I'm so glad he did. In really? hindsight, it's it would have been way too big of a bike that day. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, and I, they wouldn't even let me rent it that day, a, a heritage. I had to go back the following week and um, got on the heritage. And this was six. This was 14 and I was nervous. I don't even, I don't realize how nervous I was because I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm renting This is somebody else's property. You know, <laughs> I'm renting it just for the day. I rode that thing so much when I turned it in the guy, uh, Dave that I, you know, ended up having a friendship with, he goes, you've ridden this bike this weekend more than some people ride their bike in like six months. I go, really? Wow. And all, See? I, all I did was go up and down this one strip practicing my U-turns and, but you, you know, wrote it. That's it. Yeah. That's awesome. Stuff. Yeah. And that, that was 14. And then I bought the heritage in 16. Right. And then I bought a road glide in 18. Yeah. My first road glide. And, um, but what year was the heritage? It was a 16. Okay. And I bought it in November 16. Okay. So, um, yeah. Wow. Oh. So, so what you, so what do you have now? I have a road glide limited, right. uh, 2020. Wow. And look at you. And I got it in 21, January of 21. Okay. And it has 124,000 miles on it. Well, you go girl. You did some riding. Wow. So what? The, so basically, the, the gist of everything that went on here, you went on from that to do what? So um, back in 16, um, six, like 2016, I saw the Guinness World Record for longest journey on a motorcycle in a single country by an individual. Right. And at the time, the record was 40-something thousand. That's it? Yep. That seems weird. But in... But in 2016, I couldn't see myself doing 40 some odd thousand miles. And it has to be a continuous journey. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You think your house. Well, there's, um, there's people do rides, you know, they can do, you can do 100,000 miles in a year for the Iron Butt Association. Yeah, of course. And it doesn't have to be one continuous ride. But right. this record happens to be a continuous ride. Right. So you can't go back to your home until you're finished well <laughs> at the time i thought 40 some odd thousand miles was what I, I couldn't see myself doing it right but i just tucked it in the back of my head and then in 18 i did the hoka hay motorcycle challenge oh you did that yes in 18 nice so on my heritage yeah. oh and, wow cool yeah and so that was june july of of 2018 um, and at that point, since I did it on my heritage, I look, oh, and I, and I ended up turning my bike in. I traded it in and got my road glide. Well, I looked at the record because now I had 40, 46,000 miles on my heritage when I turned it in right, after exactly. it for two years. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, 40,000, I can do that. Yeah. You know, in a ride. Well, now I look again at that Guinness record, and now it's in the 70,000. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but you know what, Ted? I didn't think, oh, I, I couldn't do that. I thought to myself, 
I could do that. Uh-huh. Good. Yep. See? So, and that was 18. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. Um, and I did, in 20, I did another Hoka Hay motorcycle challenge. So I've done 18 and 20. Okay. And I couldn't do it in 22 because I was doing my Guinness ride. Because uh-huh. you can't do another event at the same time of doing Hoka Hay Motorcycle Challenge. Okay. So um, in 19, I applied with Guinness to do the record, to do the, the ride. And I got my acceptance. And I was going to do it in 2020. Well, COVID hit. Things happen. I wasn't able to do the ride in 2020. Right. In 21, I reapplied and had it all set, had my application number. And I knew in 21, I think I applied like in June of 21. Yeah. I knew I was going to do it in in 22. I just didn't know exactly when. Mm -hmm. I didn't know exactly how I was going to get about to do it but i already i already knew in 21 that i was going to do it in 22 wow yeah holy crap so i um talked with a friend of mine i'm like oh man i'm gonna do that ride and it got to the point instead of saying that ride it was like i'm gonna do my ride yeah i'm gonna do my ride i'm gonna do it yeah um so i asked for a leave of absence got approved um, I picked four months. Now that I think about it, I, I wish I would have picked like five months, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah or maybe. More, yeah. Right. A little bit. And, um, and then I picked April and I said, Oh, really? Yeah. You um, tour, huh? You started in April. Yeah. April 3rd. Wow. Yeah. Talk about living in South Florida, forgetting that the rest of the country <laughs> is not is South Florida. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. So, um, you know, a friend of mine, uh, Kenneth Andrews, who's a long distance writer, he said, um, you're going to experience four springs, like almost four summers. Oh, but yeah. it was four springs. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Well, then I had to take Sudafed because I'm like, what is what's in the air? Like every time I hit certain areas, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my nose is um, in the other interview. I said one nostrils running. The other one stuffed up. I said I, I was a mess. Like, oh, my God. You know, I've never talked about sinuses on this show, but this is great. Right? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, you know, you're riding. If you're going to ride all over the lower 48. Yeah. It, you don't realize What's blooming in Washington versus Maine and, you know, how you're going to feel, you know, physically with it. So, yeah, I left April 3rd and I picked April um, because I thought tour of have you ever heard of tour of honor yes as a matter of fact i have i in fact i interviewed the director of the tour of honor not long ago oh the brooks brothers yes i did yeah yeah so um i Tour of Honors starts April 1st. Yep. So I'm like, I'm going to incorporate the Tour of Honor sites. There you go. Ride. Perfect. Yeah. So April 1st, they came out. I'm looking at them and I'm like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but that's going to be. That's awesome. Be like the, uh, the bones of my ride. Um, getting in enough miles for the day. Right. So I averaged. 660 miles a day for wow. the four months. That's a lot. 
yeah, to get um, 82,598 miles in the 125. Wow. That's yeah. crazy mileage. I mean, I know yeah. I, I just, I mean, this is a trivial ride compared, but I, I rode to from New Jersey to Key West in two days. And I uh-huh. did, I did 680 miles both days. So I know that's a lot. I rode from my house in North Carolina to the Keys 825 miles at once. And I know people who've done significantly more than that. So I can, yeah, that's a lot of miles. That's a yeah. lot of miles. But you know what? You get into a groove and it feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely get into a groove. Well, and I knew, oh, let me back up. Um, have you heard of Chris Hopper? The name rings a bell. Okay. Chris Hopper did for charity for um, Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. He did in 21, 100,000 miles in 100 days. Wow. It's 1,000 miles a day. That's a lot. For 100 days. I called him during my ride mm-hmm. and I said, I was impressed with your ride, but with me being out on the road, every day doing my you know averaging 660 yeah i i was like i cannot believe the stamina and just the endurance for him to do that day in and day out for 100 days i know that's yeah. crazy wow and he raised over 150 i think 150,000 um dollars for charity that, yeah. i you know what come to think of it now i think i was supposed to try to get him on the show i can't remember <laughs> But yeah. so I mean I know this is so you thought about this at length to do oh, this yeah. ride. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With it was I, and now you know it was a daunting task to start with. But well, I, I must say I mean now I could now I'd plan it a little differently. Yeah. But ignorance is bliss because <laughs> I just said okay I'm gonna let me see. Okay, I have to beat 70, you know, at least 72,000, and I have like 125 days off from work, do the math, you know, and I'm like, okay, I want to get, you know, I I knew I wanted it in the 80, 80,000 something. I actually wanted to do like 100,000. And how unrealistic. No, what's not necessarily real, unrealistic. For what I was doing, and just because every day I was on my bike from 12 like 12 to 14 hours and then yeah, yeah. sometimes like i was on my bike longer it just depended i it was the miles i wanted to get every day yeah um when i went to do the tour of honor up in the northeast i had to say to myself i'm gonna get the tour of honor sites oh and for your listeners the tour of honor is a self-guided um motorcycle ride of whatever you you know, you sign up for it. It's like $125. Um, some of the money goes to charity. There's three to choose from. Yep. And they give you a flag. They pick seven memorials. They're veterans memorials, 9-11, um, firefighters, you know, first responders. And there's seven in the, each state. Yep. Some of the states, there's four. The Northeast, they have, um, they don't have, like Washington, D.C., there's four. Yeah. Um, but there's 309, I think, in the lower 48. And they're every year they're different. And yep. April 1st, people's refreshing their computer because they want to go out and be the first <laughs> person to get all seven in a state. Yep. And uh, 
So in the Northeast, I had to decide and I had to be okay with getting my tour of honor sites because that's what I wanted to do. Right. But not get the miles for those days. I see. You know, you're, you're not going to get 660 miles in the Northeast doing tour of honor sites. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no. In Washington D.C., it was a Saturday morning at like six that I'm running around with my flag going to each yeah. memorial, and the only people out on the road—I mean, you know—what on the streets were um, the homeless, you know, throughout, and myself, and that was it. But it was great because it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do D.C.? Well, you got to do it early in the morning on a weekend. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So. Now, you had done the Hoka Hay Challenge before, so basically you kind of had an idea on how to prepare, but how did you prepare for this? So I did carry, I, I packed my uh, tent, um, sleeping bag. I, I packed everything just in case I slept on the side of the road or if I can't. Right. Um, the majority of my ride was in a hotel. I stayed in hotels. Really? Um, yes, with points. I stayed at a couple friends' houses, um, but the majority was hotels. I did ask Chris when he did his ride. I said, "Did you do?" I said, um, "Are you doing any bunker biker? Have you heard of bunker?" Yeah, biker? yes, I have. As yeah. a matter of fact, I had the the one the woman who basically started it. Yeah, Z. I yeah. had her on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So. I asked Chris if he was if he did bunk a biker, and he said no. And I go, why not? And he goes, I don't want to socialize at the end of the day. And he <laughs> is right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I hear you. like even though you're on your bike all day, you would think, oh, I want to like socialize after. No, you yeah. want to decompress. <laughs> exactly, yeah. especially if you're in the Northeast. Well, there and anywhere. That you can get on your bike, do your ride, get off your bike, eat, um, shower, plan your ride for the next day. Yeah. Um, I have to give a shout out to Kenneth Andrews, one of my friends who truly navigated me, basically my ride. Um, he he kept me out of, you know, he would let me know if weather, bad weather was coming in. Hey, you're not going to want to go that way. He yeah. called me once. I think I was in Iowa and he goes, you need to get up because, you know, people could see where I was. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And he goes, you need to get up because a storm has, is like literally coming that way. And it's like, crap. You know, I was watching the weather channel <laughs> and it just formed. I mean, and, the, um, the weather lie channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Um, and, and um, yeah, he helped me like, you know, I didn't get every tour of honor site in each state. Uh, you know, I didn't go state by state. I did yeah. it by miles and, and routing that sure. way. Yeah. And um, yeah, it really took a village to, for me to do this. Um, I, my best friend, Lori Rocco, I'll give her a shout out. I, I said, Hey, I sat her down and I sat uh, Michael Brennan down. Who's helped me immensely in writing I sat them both down. We, I met them for lunch, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to do this ride. I'm wondering, can I, ex, you know, can I ha have you guys helping me?" Sure, absolutely. And I gave them my information. I gave them, I gave Lori my 
my, you know, uh, credit card numbers and all the pictures and insurance right. and all this. And um, I, so I have Lori, Michael Brennan and Kenneth Andrews helping me. One day I call Lori up in the beginning of my ride and and she goes, hey, where are you? Where are you? And I go, where am I? You're Lori, supposed to know that. <laughs> you're supposed to be watching me. She goes, I'm so sorry. She goes, I, since I since Michael Brennan and Kenneth is, you know, helping, she goes, I'm just like sitting in the back seat. You know, like every day I call her and she goes, where are you? Like she truly was not tracking me. Michael was letting me know, hey, your battery's low on your spot. My, uh, my GPS. Yeah. Like. Which one do you have? What spot tracker do you I have? have I have the spot uh, Gen 4. Oh, okay. And yeah. your Garmin inReach. I got the uh, Garmin spot trace. It's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I've used it oh, that's little. once. It is. It, it You know, there's not much you can do with it, really. It's not like those <laughs> fancy schmancy ones that you used. <laughs> no, and um, Gary Turner, another uh, another guy who's watching me, and he, he texted and he's like, hey, your Garmin is still at the hotel. So it wasn't until I got gas and oh, I see man. the text. Yeah, and so it just didn't pick up with the satellite. So I'm glad I had the Garmin and Spot. Which Garmin um, unit were you using? In inReach. Oh, the inReach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. wow. I wanted one on my person, yeah. and I wanted one on my bike. Just in case so the, the two of you go two different directions. Yes. So I had the Garmin <laughs> in my pocket, yeah. So what's so crazy is I had to keep my Garmin inReach in my uh, cup holder until it communicated with satellites and then i could put it in my pocket wow oh my yeah. god really yeah Holy crap. but yeah i wanted to keep it on my yeah just in case you saw the split up it's like <laughs> oh, that's a problem did you plan your route or did you just like make no. it up as you went along i i knew i was going to do tour of honor and i knew i was going to do the 50 rides one nation yeah through harley yeah um i looked where those were so I had that all plugged into a Google map okay. and some touristy things that I wanted to go see. Okay. And, um, and then, so every day at night it was planning the route. Um, and then the next day playing it by ear, just in case the weather. Now there were, there were times it was bad weather and I just sucked it up and went through it. Yeah. Um, Hoka, Hey motorcycle challenge. You, you have no choice. You, you just go. Yeah. You got to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is where I have to go. It looks like crappy weather. That's the route. Oh, well. You know. And, um, <laughs> but it was nice. I now I feel spoiled because if I saw bad weather, I was like, nah, eh, I'm not going to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, know, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. So now you said there was ca some camp. Did you do any camping at all? No. I really? Slept, yeah. I slept on my bike. Um, Actually, whenever I looked at KOA, yeah, if I could get hotel rooms, um, there were times I got hotel rooms for $39. Really? Mm hmm And the KOA next door was 50 59 No kidding. For a tent. For a tent spot. Now, wait mm -hmm. a minute. For these $39 hotels, did you even sleep on the bed? Yeah. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Well, oh, that's that's interesting. Plus, I have um, because I knew I was going to do this ride. I got the credit cards for Wyndham and oh, you know, okay. HP before, so right. I had points. And then you can do points 
and points and cash. Okay. So you could you could use seven thousand points and and pay thirty thirty nine dollars for them. Right. So yeah. So you're not, so you're sleeping good in a hotel, but you said you slept on your bike. Yes. Um, oh, and let me back up. I did have friends gift me some of their points. Oh wow. Yeah. Great so, friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the writing community. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would schedule um, maintenance through the dealerships, right? And the dealerships are sister dealerships of my dealership. Oh, and I have a I have a VIP plan, so I wanted to go to those dealerships. Right, right. So one day I made an appointment for i think it was a monday i made the appointment like on friday guesstimating how many miles i was going to put on yeah that i would need a service on that monday um well i take off on that sunday and i've totally misjudged how far it was to get <laughs> yeah. so a few and, more hours on the bike oh yes and then I'm on 90 and there's nothing around. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm tired and I just, I, I straddle my bike backwards and I yeah. just lean on the, the tour pack. Oh, really? Yeah. And Did I you actually sleep? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I pull out my sleeping bag. I throw it over me and I just, uh, that's how I did. That's how I did parts of Poca Hay. When I didn't want to sleep on the ground, right? I straddle my bike and um, go to sleep. I've yeah, done that. Here, I've yeah, done. I've done that on my heritage. I just like yeah, just put my feet up on. I, 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 well, I can sleep anywhere. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I've yeah. done that. <laughs> well, and what's nice is if you don't set an alarm, which I didn't, mm-hmm. you wake up. Sometimes you wake up after fifteen minutes and you're like, "Wow, I feel refreshed." And then you, you know, yeah. All you need is a little combat nap every now and then. You're good. There you go. That's it. That's all it takes. Uh, I call it a disco nap. A, you disc, call it a, a disco nap? Yeah. I've never heard the phrase disco nap. Really? Never. You know, when you want to go to the disco at night. Well, you, A, I don't go to the disco at night. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I, I never have gone more. to the disco at night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you know. <laughs> now I know. All right. Well, all right. So so where did, you, where did your meals come from? Oh, Oh, yeah. Subway. And I used to love uh, chicharrones, pork rinds. Never heard of it. Oh, oh, the the bags of pork rinds. Yes. Oh, my God. Pork rinds are like evil. And I can't I can't eat them now. (laughs) And I freaking love pork rinds. It's like one of those things. Yeah, because you can eat those until you get sick. Well, you eat them, drink a bunch of water, and they must blow up in your belly and keep you full. <laughs> but I, I had so many of them that I can't, I can't look at a, yeah, I can't look at them for a while. Yeah, nutritional I value, just a big fat goose egg. Right yeah, there. I overdid the pork rinds. Yeah. Wait a minute, which um, flavor of pork rinds did you get? Uh, I usually just got the the plain. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I've gotten the uh, barbecue chicken. The, no, the barbecue, uh-huh. yeah, the, the, the barbecue and the hot wings one, and then the bar, and then uh, and then the spicy. They have like three uh-huh. or four different flavors or something. Oh my god, I don't, I don't get them that often. They're bad. Yeah, <laughs> I would eat them, drink a bunch of water, um, and I have actually I ate a lot on the bike. Um, on the and bike. 
And then at night I would eat, um, you know, I'd grab Subway or something, mm-hmm. um, a sandwich at the at the gas station and then take it to the oh, hotel. Oh, good old gas station food. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the atomic burrito, right? <laughs> no! Oh, oh, my God. No. <laughs> yeah. I, but, yep. I ate a lot at gas stations. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Now, of all the places you went, and I, and I looked at your map, and I'm I'm looking at the map, and I'm thinking like, there's a lot of holes in that map. <gasps> yeah, there's a lot of holes and places you didn't go. Mm-hmm. And is that because there was no tour of honor sites there? Um, it like if you name something specific, like out in the west. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it was because there wasn't tour of honor or if I was like, I didn't want to go in very populated areas like California. Right. Yeah. Um, But I don't know why I didn't go in certain areas. Well, let's see. Well, Northern Montana, for example, Northern Wisconsin. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'd have to look. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I didn't intentionally leave too much out other yeah. than, like, parts of California where I, I was like, no, I don't. Although, I must tell you, have you ridden in California? I have not. Okay. Lane splitting. No, thank you. Oh, no. It was, I couldn't believe really? it. At first, I was nervous. I was like, oh, I don't know. I've never, because South Florida, if you were to lane split i mean there are crotch rockets that lane split yeah, but by yeah, the time yeah. they go by you don't even realize that they were you know like and they yeah. scare the crap um people down here will try to hurt you they will they they'll try to block you oh sure oh yeah, yeah. and it's like dude how am i affecting you you are in a car in the ac i think well, you're okay you know it, it's that uh it's that uh new york new especially new jersey because that's where i'm originally from They've, mm-hmm. It's got that uh, me first mentality. It's terrible. And I was like, oh, you can't get in front of me. I'm not going to allow you right. to do that. And in Florida, there's a lot of New Jersey transplants. Yeah. <laughs> I'll blame it on them. Yeah. Well, yeah, down here, people are extremely aggressive with their car if you're yeah. on a motorcycle. So um, in California, I'm like, oh, I get to lane split like on purpose, like legally go through cars. They actually move out of your way. It's amazing. That's awesome. I felt safer lane splitting in California than I do riding. Really? No kidding. In South Florida. Wow. See, I would think yeah. that with a big bike like a road glide, that would be a problem. Mm, it it was. Um, now I did do some illegal stuff, which I was actually <laughs> just going to. Well, um, there was parts where I wanted to lane split, yeah. but the road was kind of crappy. But the side, you know, the, shoulder. the um, breakdown, yeah, the yeah. breakdown lane on the left side was great. So I just went around for miles. I rode on, on the left of everybody. <laughs> and uh, I thought if a cop pulls me over, I was just going to go. I'm from Florida. Like, I thought you could lane split. Like, I was going to play dumb. Yeah, but yeah, nobody, yeah. No one actually pulled me over. So, so yeah, I went for miles on the left side. I know that most most police, like, for example, in New Jersey, will usually turn a blind eye to that mm-hmm. when motorcycles do that. It depends. If you're on a cruiser, a big Harley, and you're doing that, they'll like, yeah, okay, well, fine. If you're on a sport bike doing it, they won't let you get away with it. 
yeah. You know, there's there's a little bit of a difference. So as so now here you're on you're doing this uh, in conjunction with the Tour of Honor. Mm-hmm. Now I know you naturally there's a lot of wonderful sites in the Tour of Honor that you have to stop and see. But was there anything else notable that you saw or even experienced on this ride? Notable. Um, yes, yeah, some of it was quite personal. Um, and I'm going to use the word spiritual. I mean, some people know the story. I'd, I, I'll get choked up if I talk about it. <laughs> do you want to do yeah. that? <laughs> I, I don't. I okay. don't want to cry. <laughs> That's entirely up to you. Spiritual moments on this ride. Oh well, yeah, that's you. There usually are on long rides. Yeah, and um, but people would ask me, "What was the best place? Where was your favorite place?" And I said, "It was the ride. It was like to be able to get on your bike, yeah, and say bye and leave." And not come back for four months. That's just incredible. The rock. It's cleansing. Everything. It is very cleansing for the brain. Yes. Everything. It And it, I mean, everybody was nice. Every once in a while, I met a little booty hole. You know, other than that, you know, it was like, it, it's like people in, the, people are very, very nice. Yeah. You know, that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it puts a smile on my face, you know, it's oh, sure. like, oh, I, um, yeah. And then, then you go somewhere and you go, what do these people do here? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're That's in the cool. middle of freaking nowhere. You're like hundreds of miles from anything. And then there's a house and you, yes. where do you go shopping? Where do you shop? Where do you work? Yeah. What do you do on a Saturday night? Yeah, right. You know, it makes you want to just actually stop and just go, I got I gotta ask it. What do you do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did you? No. Oh, see. I know. Now I did ask people at gas stations. I um in, in a small town got a tour of honor site and I asked this lady up in the I think I was like Wisconsin area. I'd have to look on my map. And uh I said, what do you guys do here? Oh, it's like Montana area. And she goes, well, I, I really, um, she goes, I don't know, but we're really busy. We're really busy. And she goes, well, it is branding season. And I was like, you know, because I'm eating something. <laughs> something you, you know, don't hear every day. I, just, I gas at her gas station. And yeah. I, now, you know, I went to go pee and now I'm going to eat a snack and talk with her. She goes, well, it is branding season. And I go, okay. All right. And she goes, and cornhole. Oh, the yeah. cornhole. It's cornhole. Yeah. She goes, but we're, we're just, everybody just seems very busy. That's what she she told me. That's funny. Yeah. That is yeah. really fun. Wow. All right. Okay. <laughs> How was the weather during the ride? Well, because I picked the majority of it. And then you had people working with you, except for your one girlfriend who didn't do anything. Yeah. Right. So I did. Um, I went to a safety course in Kansas. Right. A motorcycle safety course. So I knew I was going to be there on that. You know, the the night before, sure. and there was a tornado. Ooh. Um, I'm in the hotel. There's a tornado in the hotel. 
no, there's a tornado <laughs> nearby. Okay. So I'm sitting there in the hotel and this loud alarm goes off. And I know it's bad weather outside, but I'm like, what the hell is that noise? So I go downstairs in the lobby and everyone's looking out the big window and I see a tornado. Oh, but geez. they're they're all from Kansas. And it was some like basketball, I don't know, soccer. You know, you see all the soccer moms and the dads right. drinking at the restaurant and eating, and no one's panicked about the tornado we can see outside. <laughs> I said, what do we do? And they go, oh, it's not coming this way. And they were just so like... Oh. Real nonchalant about it. Wow, yeah. that's funny. Now, the next morning, going to the um, uh, the motorcycle course, yeah, um, it was... I didn't realize it's like, oh, the detours because there's shrapnel everywhere. Everywhere, right. There's debris. And so what I thought was going to be like 45 minutes to get there is like an hour and a half because I had to go <laughs> go this way, go this way. You know, and there's cops there like point. Oh, no, go this way. This is, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. there would be damage around. Yeah. Wow. When did you hit the northern states? Like, you know, uh. You know, North Dakota, Montana, Idaho, you know, all those places like that. When did you hit those places? I hit that parts of uh, May and June. And I remember I was in Idaho and it's like slush. Really? Oh, my God. It's freezing. Oh, wow. And yes. And I was like, what the? And I'm wiping the slush off and I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) This is crazy. This I know is you genius. didn't say heck. I know you didn't say heck. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of weird because, like, you don't think about it, you know, in the southeast like we are, or you know, uh-huh. you don't think that. Okay, well, you know, it's April, May, June. You don't think there's yeah. going to be snow anywhere else. You know, you don't think about that. But you also, we also don't consider the higher elevations that they're out there. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. that's, and I'm sure that had a, an adverse effect on your planning as well. You know. Yeah, there were, um, I couldn't get a glacier, is it the National Glacier Park? Glacier where National I couldn't Park, get, yeah. I couldn't get the coin for that for Harley because it was uh, the weather. And, Ooh. and um, not Yosemite, the other one. Yellowstone? Thank you. Yellowstone, um, I get all the way to this, and, and there's a barricade. It's like, like oh, crap. Really? And wasn't open. Yeah, so I couldn't get the coin there. I wow. turned around. Um, yeah, you don't realize. Yeah, remember the flooding? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from Yellowstone. And um, yeah, I saw remnants of that. I'd be riding in um, a, there'd be a river and there's like trees floating down. It's like, oh my, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Damn. Did you have any cool. favorite moments on the ride? Favorite. favorite moments or favorite places? I actually don't have a favorite place. Come on, you gotta have at least no. one. No, really? I don't. I really I I don't. I don't. There was not there was not one place that just stopped you going, man, I wanna come back here again. There's there were a lot of places that I said that. Okay. Well, like? well I, I you know what I'd have to look at my map. Um, I like, I'm sorry. I like, um, I have a little camper, um, Uh but I, 
I eventually want to be in an RV and just ride around the United States. Uh-huh. So I actually was window shopping when I'd see an RV. And I asked people in RVs, where are you from? Where are you headed? Because um, I was just curious, like, what are all these people doing out here? So if I saw an RV park, yeah. I was like, that'd be cool to check out. Yeah. Ah. And the beer, and the <laughs> so, so the highlight of your trip is checking out the RVs and RV parks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you have a least favorite place or moment? Um, when I almost got hit by about six or seven mule deer. What? Yes. So really? I had, I had about 69,000 miles into my trip and Part of this trip is it has to be done on the same bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, um, I I know people that have were in a ride and wrecked and bought another bike and continued the ride. Yeah. Um, so, but th- not this ride. This mm, is it right. has to be the same vehicle and uh, the same bike. And um, I am near. I'm in Montana, and flat as can be and there's a cliff and i i it's windy and all i'm thinking to myself oh i'm sorry i'm in wyoming i'm headed to cody okay to go visit friends of mine that are in a koa in their rv and they are long distance riders Mm -hmm. um and i'm going to stay with them so and then we're going to ride the next day they're going to ride a little with me and then i'm going to um depart uh, you know, keep going on my ride. And um, I'm riding along. Mind you, I was in areas where they show deer signs, bear signs, you know, warning, warning, warning. And now I'm in a straightaway. It's windy. Every once in a while, there'd be a little mountain, like a little cliff. But other than that, it's flat. And I'm th- and every once in a while, I'd see a mailbox. And I'm like, who the hell lives out here? And I wouldn't see a house. I'm like, where, where's the house? crazy and i'm just riding along and here i have sixty-nine thousand miles well i see them i see the little mountain and i see rocks falling off the mountain and i'm thinking in my head wow you always see those signs that say watch for falling rocks and now i'm seeing falling rocks yeah well i look straight ahead and i see a mule deer it must have been a mule deer it was huge jumps out in the road and goes across the road. And that's when it clicked with me. Those aren't falling rocks. Those are mule deer. Those are mule deer that are coming down. Wow. And when it all registered in my head, yeah. mind you, I'm going like 70 on this. And it's, you know, I'm not speeding. Right. There's nothing out there. And I slam my brakes on. Thank goodness. By the time I got up there, the second mule deer had just come down. Like he had hesitated for, for whatever reason. When I came up, he comes right here, right, you know, you know, perpendicular to me, actually hesitated, ma- turned around. And when he turned around, it made everybody else stop. All the other deer stopped. Oh, wow. Lucky you. Oh, yeah. And when I, when I stopped, I looked in my mirror and I see them going just jumping behind me Wow! and I just put my kickstand down, turned off my bike. And I I was like, Holy crap. 
I look around. You didn't say crap. Come on. I I know. Try to watch my mouth. Um, I look around. There's no one around. I try calling my friend Kathy, and that's who I'm going to go see, and Cody. Uh, There's no cell service. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm telling you, I almost shit my pants with this. This scared the crap out of me. It really did. Yeah. I mean, thank God. I felt like it would have been bowling. I mean, I would have just, thank God that second mule deer just hesitated enough. And he, I watched him do the, he made a turn and went, wow. and it just stopped all of them. And um, so when I, I finally, I was like, oh my gosh, when I realized like that was a near miss, yeah. I start my bike up. When I finally get to a gas station, it, whatever town I went to, I, I call Kathy. I get to their um, RV that night. We have dinner. I wake up the next morning and I said, guys, uh, thanks. You know, I'd love to ride with you a little, but I'm going to get on the interstate. Because I was thinking. Yeah. Now now you're shaking up now. I get it. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to get past 72,000 miles. I need to get past the record. So. If by chance I meet some more deer, I'll be like, okay, I wasn't super close to, um, you know, breaking the record. And then I get, you know, yeah, I yeah, have a wrap. Yeah, that'd be yeah. And, um, yeah, that was that. Yeah. And early in my ride, I uh, ran over a dead deer. Oh, no, really? Luckily over his face. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, Which I was like, um, when I told somebody... Uh, when I told, I, I don't know if you know Hoagie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I told Hoagie what happened, he goes, uh, "Were you following the car in front of you too close?" And I go, well, uh, "Maybe." Like, <laughs> you know, like next thing I know, it's dark, yeah, and I yeah. and I see this object, and I, I mean, that would have had I hit that, you know, head on, like you know, right. the whole sure. belly, that would have done me in. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, and I ran over its head. When I ran over its head, I called um, I called my friend Kenneth Andrews, and I go, "Oh my gosh, I just ran over a dead deer." Um, I said, "But I'm okay because I ran over its head." And and he <laughs> says, "Well, check your tires because of the teeth and the bones." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm think and I said, "Oh, I didn't even think about that," wow. you know. So. Um, yeah, and that was early in my ride. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Aside from that, your little incident there, how did the bike perform? Oh, great. Yeah, good. Step four, um, I did a lot of my service um, at the dealership in Olathe, Kansas. Okay. And uh, it's one of the sister dealerships. And um, I go there and get service, and they... They said, hey, your belt, look at your belt. There's some, uh, a couple little cracks. Yeah. And I said, okay. And, and they said, well, you're, you're going to have to replace that. We don't have a, a belt. We'll have to order it. Oh. And I said, well, yeah. And I said, well, what are you trying to tell me? And they said, well, we don't know when it would go, but we're just telling you there's little cracks. So yeah. they serviced my bike. They're to call me when they get the belt. Um, actually, I think a week went by and it's a, it's a Thursday or Friday and they call me and they said, your belt's in. 
Well, now I'm up in like Montana area, and I, <laughs> and, you know, because I'm not going to yeah. cruise around Kansas, you know, until the the bell, the bell comes in. So I make an appointment for the following Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm going to come in and get the belt. Okay. So now it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm riding through North, North Dakota. And I'm so excited because my bike's going to, my odometer is going to turn over a hundred thousand miles. Right. So it turns over a hundred thousand miles. I take a picture. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I have a bike that has a hundred thousand miles on it. And, uh, 200 miles down the road, it sounds like I'm running over some metal. At a, I'm at a stoplight. Really? And I'm like, what is that noise? And I pull over enough, and I stop my bike, put the kickstand out, and I'm looking under my bike like, well, it sounds like I'm hitting metal, dragging metal. And I'm looking, and then I look at my, my belt, and it, there's no teeth. It's oh, just it just Oh, up. no way, really? Yeah, and I go. That's what I get for bragging that I have a hundred thousand yeah, miles on my bike. Yeah. I took my picture. So what'd you do? So now you got a shredded belt, and you're still so a couple of states I away. Friend, I call my friend Kenneth, and I, I said, the belt. You know, um, I don't have any teeth. It's my bike. Like you know, yeah. I'm having a problem. And he knows that I'm I'm waiting to go. Um, get the belt on Tuesday in right. Kansas. And here I'm in North Dakota. He says, do you want me to set, sound the alarm? I go, what's that mean? He goes, I'm going to go on Facebook. And, you know, now it's like it's Saturday. And by the way, in Minot, uh, North Dakota, that Saturday, the state fair was in town. Oh, so it, the cavalry's in town, right? <laughs> it was crazy to get a tow truck. Right crazy to get a hotel room uh-huh. it was just yeah and everybody's oh sorry it took us so long to come and get you the the state fair is in town and uh <laughs> the hotel i go what's up with you know there's like no rooms oh the state fair is in town i'm like oh my gosh yeah it was the the biggest you know wow. but anyway it was a big thing so uh, he sounds the alarm um i actually was able to get my bike over to a dollars uh, dollar general and i'm looking at u-haul i'm like if i could get my bike down there they have the belt because yeah. it's a saturday and i have this appointment for tuesday right and i'm like or should i have the belt up here i'm thinking all like all these things and i have friends as soon as kenneth put that out on facebook i had one friend that lives in south carolina patrick cornell he calls me hey i have a trailer what do you need me to do and i said well just Thank you. Hold on. Let me let me see about getting a U-Haul or overnight. Right. This yeah. So anyways, I get a tow to the Harley dealership in Minot and um, called Magic, Magic uh, Harley dealership. All right. And because they did perform magic. Um, <laughs> so I get this is like 11 o'clock at night on wow. a Saturday. I the tow truck, they drop it off. They take me to a hotel, get in there. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And at two o'clock in the morning, I get a, I get a mess, a Facebook message from a guy I don't even know. Um, and he says, hey, I live in Olathe, Kansas. I can pick your belt up and bring it to you. Wow. That's generous. 
two in the morning. So that would have been Sunday morning. And I said, thank you. Um, I'm going to call the dealership. I'll keep you posted. Right. His name's Lee Kibbe. So, and he lives there. So I, the next Sunday at 10 o'clock, I called the dealership and I said, Hey, that belt went like you guys said it was going to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm in North Dakota. And they said, we can overnight your belt, but it won't be there till Tuesday because right. they'll overnight it from Monday to Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, so I contact Lee Kibbe and I said, uh, yes, I would love your help. And he goes, no problem. I'll go pick it up at the dealership and I'll, I'll ride my motorcycle to you. Wow. I look and it's 12 hours. And I said, Lee, I'll get you a hotel room here. You know, uh, like whatever I can do pay yeah all this stuff and he says no i'll probably just drop it off and uh and head back home i'm like oh like i cannot believe this guy is going out of his way we wow. only have one mutual friend yeah wow. he, he sees he sees this on facebook we have one mutual friend and it's chris hopper and the only reason why he was chris hopper's friend is because he friend requested him because he did that big ride no kidding that's wow so i pack everything up i'm in the hotel and i'm like Am I going to wait 12 hours for him? No. I go and uh, I get an Uber and I go to the airport and I rent a car. So I throw everything in the car, rent this car, message him and said, Lee, I rented a car. I will meet you. So I drove six hours down. He rode six hours up and wow. we meet in South Dakota. That is awesome. See, it restores your faith in humanity, right? I knew it was there, but that was huge, huge. And I totally forgot. Like, he picked up my stuff from the dealership. Yeah. He paid for it. Oh, man. Yeah. What a guy. He didn't say, hey, I need the money. No, he paid for it, and he's riding his bike up. It was incredible. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. He, um, you know, I, my heart goes out to him that he, he did all that. And then. Uh, by the time That's I got nice. my belt from him, yeah. I uh, rode back up, stayed at the dealership, slept in the car because I got there at like two in the morning. Wow. And I'm like, I'm just going to be at this dealership, you know, when they when they open up at nine. And they were great with me. I said, hey, I'm from out of town. The service guy, the service manager, he goes, um, you know, I saw that bike out in the parking lot yesterday or Saturday, he goes, when I was going to the state fair, uh, he actually, you know, even though he works there, he yeah. had to drive by with his family. He says, yeah, I saw that bike and thought, Hmm, somebody needs something. I said, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they took care of me in like three hours. That's great. It was unbelievable. That's great. Yeah. Wow. So let me ask yeah. you this. Um, would you do it again? Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Look at that. That's some photo confidence right there, huh? Now, when you say, would I do it again? Would you would do that I... kind of a ride again? Or, and, or say, oh, yeah. suppose somebody breaks your record by 2,000 miles. Would you go, ah, I'm not going to let that go. So, and I thought <laughs> about that because I actually saw a guy on a motorcycle 
and he's packed. You know, you see those pictures of somebody like, hey, everything but the kitchen sink. Yeah. You see that there was a guy out like wow, that. Really? He oh, had awesome. the bungee cord. I mean, he had so much stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, is he doing the same ride I'm doing? Because I'm doing my <laughs> ride. Is he doing his ride? Are we like doing the same? Are we competing for the same thing? Yeah. And I'm like, because he looks like he's going to be on his bike for a while. Wow. And um, so that part, I'm, I'm not for sure how I would, how I would um, do that. Like if somebody breaks my like i'm sure somebody's gonna break my record and i don't know when but i'm sure it's gonna you know somebody's out there doing it right now (laughs) um and i'm not i'm not for sure how i would go about that if i would um and but i know i wouldn't do it for four months no i would i would um take more time off okay yeah makes sense not rush or anything like that yeah and i may do I may do bunk a biker a couple nights. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of this <laughs> of course, stuff. Why not? Of course you're going to think about it. Yeah. Cause you know, it's gnawing I, you right in the back of your head. I got to do this again. You know? um, it's more of this ride. This ride isn't a ride where you go, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I've met my goals. Okay. No, it's like, Oh, this just, that this starts just, something. It's, yes. it's, it's, it definitely starts something, you know? Yeah. Are you going to do the Hoka Hey next year? Oh uh, yes. You are. You know what? I, I and I I know I'm the sign up date came and went already, and I think I still could sign up. I have been talking about doing that. Do you, do yes. you have you have you seen where the route is this year? It's to Alaska. Yeah, it goes from Florida down by you, and then yeah. goes. I, and I have to imagine they're going to go all the way down to Key West. Um. Well, I know it starts in. Doesn't it start in? Daytona? Starts in Daytona. But my yeah. friend Chris Comley, who's done uh-huh. the Hoka many times, he says he thinks they're going to go down to Key West first and then go up. Okay. You know, so it's now, still it's still on my thought table. Okay, so with the since I've done the Hoka Hay um, twice, right? And I don't know how I thought I was going to incorporate the Hoka Hay in this. You know, I was going to nest those 10,000 miles into my ride, right? which I'm so glad they said, Dana, you cannot do that. And I go, you know, I was like, okay, there must be a reason I'm spiritual like that. Oh, there must be a reason why I can't do that. I'm just going to go with it. You know, my friends were actually more upset than I was. They're like, oh, you you should be able to do that. Because I'm like, I'm just going to nest those 10,000 miles. Well, number one, I'm glad um, I wasn't able to do it because sure. they had, you know, they're outside in 40 degree weather, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. raining and I think they had snow or they had like mudslides down yeah, the mountain. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad I, you know, I'm glad I picked my route. Right. Exactly. Um, That's good. Yeah. In, um, 18, I did the Hokahe. Um, I happened to, I didn't plan on it, but right. Kathy, Kathy Lynn Carter and I um, rode together. And uh, in 20, I did it, I basically rode by myself. In 24, I planned on riding with uh, Lori Rocco, if she's going to ride it. Okay. And I am so excited about going through Canada. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really, really cool ride. And also, like yeah. I said, I, I don't know if this is going to be something I'm going to do. 
personally. I know I'm going to be going up to Sturgis in August, and that's huh? going to be on the route. What about the um, Iron Butt Rally? Um, I okay. I'm just. I've done a couple of uh, rallies. Chris Hopper has a rally. I've done it twice mm-hmm. in Texas. Okay. Um, I've done. Gabe Carrera had used to have a rally down here. It was just like a 36-hour rally, right? Or 30-hour rally. Okay. I've never done big rallies. Um, I'm actually going to sign up. Um, Nancy Oz, I don't know if you know her. She no. reached out to me. Um, I'm looking into doing the hot, the heart, heart of Texas rally. Oh, really? It's in April. Okay. And um, I'm looking into doing that. It's two day. It's a two day or four day. Right. I've never had the Iron Butt Rally. It's never been on my radar. Hmm. Why? Um. Not up for it. Well, the rallies. Yeah. Um. One of the things with riding or even a rally, but being on my bike. Nothing. I don't like if something sucks the fun out of it. Yeah, I can see how that. You know what? Because I, I can see that. Because when you did your uh, record-breaking ride, that was on your own terms. Yes. And the Iron Butt Rally is not. You are required to do this, this, and this. Right. So it's like a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. And, and yeah, it's like eleven days. And listen, I'm. Hats off to people that do it. Right. When I when I did Hops Rally, I did it um, like three years ago, and then I did it November. And my number one thing is, it has to be fun. Yeah. And there were parts of it that I can laugh about it now, where it's like, because he he, I don't know if you saw the huge flags from his rally. They mm, were like the size of a blanket. They weren't the little, they weren't little rally flags where you go like this and take a selfie and then yeah. back in and, and go. No, he did it on purpose. They were huge <laughs> flags. You have, it was, and then it's windy and you have to be able to show the flag. And I'm like, oh, oh I almost, I almost waved down a car for them <laughs> helping hold my flag so I could take the picture. And and uh, yeah, mm. some of it I'm like, yeah. This is not fun. Like parts of it, I'm like, no, that's not fun. And then, and then ultimately, I can look back and go, okay, I did have fun. No, it was ridiculous fun, right? I get it. Well, the, <laughs> the part where I'm hold, trying to hold the flag, and I had, um, what are those? Oh my gosh, I can't. The things on the because he had the eyelets on the end. Oh, really? I... Um, <laughs> Carabiner yeah. clips. Yes. Okay. The carabiners, right? Right. Um, but I'm trying to hook it on my bike and it's flapping in the wind. And I'm like, oh, if a car would come by, I'd flag him down. And all of a sudden, on his little Vespa, uh, <laughs> Joe Mears, who's doing this whole rally on a freaking Vespa, he pulls up and I go, am I glad to see you? And he goes, I'm glad to see you. He goes, I'm almost out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. So there's moments you know you could just laugh sure. but, um, there was there were parts where it's like freezing and it's raining and you know so uh, the iron butt rally you know you're committed for 11 freaking days yeah yeah this is true this is true you no know, wow. i don't know if i would abort it after like six days and just start tooling around and like 
like ride in a clover leaf, they'd be like, what the hell is she doing? You know, because I'd be like, ah, screw this. <laughs> so what is the total mileage you did? 82,598. Do you wish you did the extra two miles just to round it off? Oh, you know what? <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, I didn't even know how many miles I had done. And by the time I pulled into my dealership, yeah. it's like, uh-uh. And then I look and it's like, okay, it's 82,598. What can I say? Oh, you know, okay. like, yeah. So that's, that's how it ended up being that number is. All right. As soon as I got back to the dealership, it's like, boom, that, you know, because oh, I, I didn't plan that part. I knew that I had, uh, you know, eight, like 82 vibe, you know? Yeah. Wow. So, and how, and how long did it take you to do? How many days or however you want to bring it down? I was on the road 125 days. 125 days. Continuous. Did you, you rode every single day? Yes. Except for the, with the belt. Except for the, the belt time. Wow. Yeah. So okay. that was a. On that Sunday, I wasn't able to ride. Do you know how much that whole thing cost you in fuel? No, you know, you know and you don't want to know, do you? No. <laughs> well, people, well, people would say, um, oh, my gosh, how much for fuel? And it's like, do, do the math. 82,598 miles divided by, yeah. you know, how many miles per gallon, you know. And there were times gas was $5 a gallon, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, and, and the hotel rooms, like I said, I, I used points. I used, um, I met a lady, um, a girl named Holly Reed in Toledo, Ohio. And I was staying at a hotel she works at. Yeah. And she, um, I'm pulling the cart by and she goes, oh, that's your motorcycle? And I said, yes. And she goes, oh, where are you going to today? And some people I didn't, you know, I didn't know if they were even interested in what I was doing. And I said, so I, I told her what I was doing. I'm in the middle of a, you know, Guinness World Record attempt. And I actually had little cards. Oh, really? Record attempt with my picture. And, um, and she goes, oh, my gosh. She was so excited. She goes, oh, she goes, I know we do not know each other. And next thing I know, she's writing on a piece of paper. She goes, here's my phone number. Please, please text me your email address. Please, I know we know we don't know each other, and I go okay. <laughs> I, I give her, I give her a um, my sticker, my card. She's so excited. Well, later on, I text her my email address, right? And that evening, because I wanted to keep up with my emails every day, so I wouldn't, you know, have thousand emails at the end of you know the hundred hundred days. I get an email from her, and it's a link. To the friends and family discount. No kidding. There you no go. Kidding. Awesome. So I'm in a town in Colorado, and the the cheapest hotel is like $150. Right. And I went, oh, and I go back. I click on the link, and I got a room for $50. I text her, Holly, thank you so much. That's awesome. And then she sends me another link, and oh, she sends great. me another link. Yep. Every time I use a link. I thank her oh, and that's she awesome. sent me another link. That's yeah. fantastic. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, it's, been, it's been an absolute. Yeah, I have a friend in Toledo, Ohio now. <laughs> and there you go. Perfect. So how can people learn more? about? Well, do you, well, what's, before we get, I ask you that question, do you have anything else on the immediate plans for the future? 
So I'm actually in the middle of um, the Iron Butt Association. Mm-hmm. Are you a member of the Iron Butt Association? Not yet. I still okay. have to do my saddle sore, and I haven't done it yet. So a saddle sore, just in case people don't know, is a thousand miles, miles in uh, 24, 24 hours. hours. Right. Um, and send it in with your documentation. That's the minimum. Well, in the Iron Butt Association, they have um, a certificate for 100,000 miles in a year. Right. So I am about 500 miles shy of having 100,000 miles. For the so year? That's, yes. But now, so is, that, my, is that a calendar year or just... My know, year starts April 3rd. Okay. The April third. Oh, okay. Because I'm going by. I got the. I have eighty two thousand five hundred ninety eight for my record. Right. And the rest of it. Oh, I've that's been doing awesome. The end of August. Yeah. Oh, great. So this weekend I'm riding again, and um, but I want to pad it. You know, like a couple more thousand miles. Sure. Yeah. But that's what I've been doing. Oh, that's and, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. You know, Anybody that's not, even people that do ride, you know, yeah. the little bar hoppers, nothing wrong with bar hopping. It's just not my thing. No, I get um, it. And um, the guy that used to loan me his bike that I work with, yeah, I, he rides. He's, he has a bike, you know, another bike. He sold that one and uh, or traded in, got a, he has a road glide or a street glide. And I said, Tony, I can't wait for us to ride, you know. Sometime. And he goes, we're never writing. We were never writing together, Dana. And Oops. Yeah. He just, he's like, no, nope, because he likes to, because we've, we've ridden together, but he just likes to stop, at, you know, at a bar, hang out. Yeah, bar, yeah. And it just, you know, he says, I just ride too far for him. So, um, yeah. But, um, oh, okay. yes, yeah, so <laughs> I tell him, you know, if I tell other people, yeah, I'm doing 100,000 miles in a year. They go, why? And it's like, it's my thing. It's just like, I'm so close to you gotta it. You got to challenge yourself. Yeah, you have to. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it is, but you got to <laughs> challenge yourself. You do. So how can people follow you on your trip and what you're doing? Um, oh, my gosh. I have Instagram, and I don't use it very often. I, I noticed. <laughs> oh, right? Sorry. Um. Well, Dana Diarcy, I'm on Facebook and um, Instagram is Dana. Um, I'll put links up. Or yeah, I'm Dana just underscore Carol underscore Mitchell underscore Darcy. And, and, yeah, it's <laughs> you don't want to make it a little bit longer than that. <laughs> no. Well, people, when I grew up, they knew me as Carol Mitchell. So I just I have to put the whole name in there. Okay. that's fine any last words of encouragement for anybody who's thinking about or who might want to do something as monumental as what you did um any words you know what i just think put it in i always say verbing be a verb do it like put some action in it yeah so I say, I'm going to go, I want to be a verb. I want to go do things. Yeah. And there's people that say, I haven't even, I haven't even driven a car to Orlando by myself. Uh, and, and 
I just hope they can just look at me and say, if she can do it, I can do it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Just absolutely. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Just do it. Yeah. Get out there. Just do it. Yeah. Just get out there. Like, do the do the thing. Right. <laughs> right. Whatever your thing is. Just do I it. I have friends that say to me, "I'm not into motorcycles." Um, they go, "But I like that you have a passion. I wish I had a passion." And yeah, they don't have a passion. Yeah, I don't get it. Right. So when yeah. you do have a passion, when people say they don't have a passion, you kind of go, oh, you like feel badly for them. It's like, oh, find a passion because it feels so good. It feels good to have a passion. Somebody asked and me I'm, many years ago, what are you passionate about? And I actually had to sit and think because I couldn't pick just one. Oh, that's good. It's like I, this, this, this and this. Well, you got to pick one. I No, I can't. I can't pick one right. because there's many things I enjoy doing. So I'm passionate about doing them. And it's the same thing. But when you ask somebody, what are you passionate about? And they go, nothing. And by the way, you go like, well, that's sad. That's sad. Well, really? <laughs> so I, you know, being on motorcycles, like you never ask. Well, I never do. Like, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Right. Cause our common denominator is riding. Yeah. And, um, and I used to actually ask, patients when waiting on the doctor i go so what do you do for a living and then they blur out whatever they do right well finally i realized i don't care so <laughs> i started asking people what do you like to do for fun i'd ask my patient that what yeah. do you like to do for fun that sometimes they're just about ready to tell me what they do for a living because they thought that that's what i just asked right. them yeah and they go um oh what me? I love when they go, me? And I go, yes, I, I know what they do. What, what do you do for fun? I've had patients go, what do I do for fun? Um, And they can't answer. That's sad. That's bad. I had a lady tell me once, by the, t by the time the doctor came in, she goes, oh, I'm just mad. I'm just mad. I'm going to tell my husband when I get home today, we are going to go out and have fun. And she... Like nobody had ever asked her, what do you like to do? What do you do for fun? That's crazy. She goes, I don't do anything. And and I hope those moments are more than somebody going, oh, oh she's right. Now. I That moment when I say that to a patient, yeah. it's like, what do you do for fun? Because I know what I do for fun. You That's know? awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Right? Dana, it's been absolutely a pleasure having you on here and, and listen to you talk. And I you, you didn't it. even say any bad words. Maybe once you did. Just a little. Just a little. Just That's a little. okay. That's right. Yeah. Thank you very much for being on the show. Don't go anywhere. I thank want to you. talk to you. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. All right. Well, talk to you soon. Okay. The Motorcycle Man Podcast is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. If you'd like to help those that are dealing with the hardships of cancer and see your money actually go to something that makes a difference, go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate and the Gold Star Ryan Foundation. We're helping families of fallen soldiers. If you'd like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, go to goldstarride.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. And our friend, long haul Paul Palin, is completing, on his way 
to complete his mission to ride a million miles for MS. Now, he was told years ago that a cure for MS was a million miles away. So he decided to ride that million miles for that cure. You can help him by going to longhaulpaul.com and donate to his quest for that cure for MS. It's Chasing the Cure over at longhaulpaul.com. Thank you for joining me and Dana here in the V-Twin Cafe, where she told us about breaking the Guinness World Record. Big congratulations to her on that success. Now you can learn more about Dana and what she is up to by following her on Instagram and Facebook. Links will be in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men website at www.motorcyclemen.us. Hey, now don't forget to get on over to the Motorcycle Men YouTube channel. We have a few videos over there of our shows. And, of course, if you get on over to the Ride With Ted YouTube channel, you can check out all the videos that I have there. And there are more coming. Be patient, kids. I've been busy. All right? Hey, for the rest of the Motorcycle Men team, thanks for listening. And remember, boys and girls, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Ride safely, kids.